For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Holy Spirit in the Torah, Prophets, and New Testament. This is part one of the series. In this teaching, we're going to show you the Holy Spirit from Genesis to Revelation. However, before we do, we need to understand one very important principle, and that is Yeshua, the Torah, and the Holy Spirit are one. You cannot separate Yeshua from the Torah, Yeshua from the Holy Spirit, nor the Torah from the Holy Spirit. So let's see how this is so. To begin with, we need to realize that Yeshua is truth. In John chapter 14, verse 6, it is written, Yeshua said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Yeshua is truth, and the Holy Spirit is truth. In Psalm 119, verse 142, it is written, Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your Torah is the truth. So Yeshua is truth, the Torah is truth, and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. We can see this in John chapter 16, verse 13. Yeshua said, Howbeit when he, that is the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. So Yeshua is truth, the Torah is truth, and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. Now we're going to see that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Yeshua. In Romans chapter 8, verse 9, it is written, If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if any man have not the Spirit of Messiah. So the Spirit of God that dwells in you is the Spirit of the Messiah. It is through the indwelling Holy Spirit, which comes about from the New Covenant, that causes us to follow Yeshua's Torah. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 27, it is written, And I will put my Spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, to keep my judgments, and do them. As a result, we are to worship the God of Israel in spirit and in truth. In John chapter 4 verse 24 it is written, God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit, meaning through the Holy Spirit and in truth, that is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah and following his Torah. So from these things we should now be able to see how Yeshua, the Torah and the Holy Spirit are one. 
So with that being the case, we are now ready to see in detail the Holy Spirit in the Torah, the prophets, and the New Testament. To begin with, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. To begin with, we're going to see how that when something comes to pass in the kingdom of God, it comes when the Holy Spirit moves upon that situation. We can see this from Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 as it is written, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. We are only able to complete a godly task for the kingdom of God through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. In Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 it is written, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. We can only confess that Yeshua is not only our Savior and Messiah, but also that He is God, that He is Yahweh by the Holy Spirit. In the last part of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, it is written, And no man can say that Yeshua is the Lord, or that He is Yahweh, but by the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, we are anointed to accomplish a godly task for the kingdom of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, it is written, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And what happened? When Samuel anointed, in this case, King David, the text goes on to say, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Joseph was able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams, not in his own insight, wisdom, or ability, but only by the Spirit of God. In Genesis chapter 41, verses 25 and 26, it is written, And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. Continuing on in Genesis chapter 41, verses 32 and 33, it is written, And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, it is because, the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Continuing in Genesis chapter 41 verses 37 and 38 it is written, And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? So Joseph was able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams and give counsel to him regarding the matter by the Holy Spirit. By and through the Holy Spirit, we can be given godly dreams from the God of Israel. In Acts chapter 2 verse 17, it is written, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. By the Holy Spirit comes open visions. We can see this from Numbers chapter 24, verses 2 and 3, as it is written. And Balaam lifted up his eyes, and he saw Israel abiding in his tents according to their tribes. And the Spirit of God came upon him. 
So what's going to happen when the Spirit of God comes upon Balaam? And he took up his parable and said, Balaam the son of Beor has said, and the man whose eyes are open has said. Continuing on in Numbers chapter 24, verses 4 and 5, it is written, He has said, which heard the words of God, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. And he said the following, How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, your tabernacles, O Israel. So Balaam was given an open vision by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can cause us to see into the spirit world. For instance, this happened to Ezekiel. We can see this first from Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 1 and verse 3, it is written. And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I sat in my house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell there upon me. And he put forth the form of a hand, and took me by a lock of mine head, and the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven, and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate that looks toward the north." We can see how the Holy Spirit causes us to see into the spiritual world using Ezekiel as an example from Ezekiel chapter 11 verses 24 and 25 it is written. Afterward the Spirit took me up and he brought me in a vision by the Spirit of God into Chaldea that is Babylon to them of the captivity. So the vision that I had seen went up from me. Then I spoke unto them of the captivity of the things that the Lord had shown me. Through the Holy Spirit, we prophesy. We can see this from Numbers chapter 11, verse 25, as it is written. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke unto him and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. So first we see here in Numbers chapter 11 verse 25 that when the Spirit of God came upon the 70 elders of Israel at the time of Moses, they prophesied. In the next verse, in Numbers chapter 11 verse 26, we're going to see how two individuals named Eldad and Medad, they are also going to prophesy in the camp, as it is written. But there remained two of the men in the camp. The name of the one was Eldad, and the name of the other Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them, and they were of them that were written, but went not out unto the tabernacle, and they prophesied in the camp. Continuing in Numbers chapter 11, verses 27 and 28, it is written, And there ran a young man and told Moses, and said, Eldad and Medad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, My lord Moses, forbid them, that is, from prophesying in the camp. Moses replied in Numbers chapter 11 verse 29, as it is written, And Moses said unto him, Are you envious because of my sake? Would God that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Let's look at another example that through the Holy Spirit we prophesy. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1 and verse 5, it is written, Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you to be captain over his inheritance? And after that ye shall come to the hill of God. And it shall come to pass, when you are come thither to the city, that ye shall meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tabret and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. 
Continuing on in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6 and verse 10, it is written, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And what's going to happen when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you? You shall prophesy with them. And when they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. Continuing in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 11, And it came to pass, when all that knew him before time saw that, behold, he prophesied among the prophets, then the people said one to another, What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul among the prophets? So when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, he prophesied. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon the prophets, they prophesied. We can further see this from 1 Samuel chapter 19, verses 19 to 21, as it is written. And it was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at Naoth in Ramah. And Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing as appointed over them, the Spirit of God was upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. And when it was told Saul, he sent other messengers, and they prophesied likewise. And Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they prophesied also. And now one more example that through the Holy Spirit we prophesy comes from Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 14 and 15, as it is written. Then upon Jehaziel came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And this is what he prophesies. He said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So next we can see that the laying on of hands and blessing them for service in the kingdom of the God of Israel is done by the Holy Spirit. In Numbers chapter 27 verses 18 to 20 it is written, And the Lord said to Moses, Take you Joshua the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand upon him, and set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. And ye shall put some of your honor upon him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. We can further see this from Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9 as it is written. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, that is the Holy Spirit. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. We can be given godly impressions that comes from the Holy Spirit. We can see this from Judges chapter 13, verses 24 and 25, as it is written. And the woman bare a son, and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtaol. Next, we can see how people do supernatural things through the Holy Spirit. In Judges chapter 14, verses 5 and 6, it is written, Then went Samson down, and behold, a young lion roared against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and rent him as he would have rent a kid. And he had nothing in his hand, but he told not his father or his mother what he had done. Now we're going to see another example where Samson does supernatural things through the Holy Spirit. In Judges chapter 14 verse 19 it is written, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he went down to Ashkelon, and slew thirty men of them, and took their spoil, and gave change of garments unto them which expounded the riddle. For his anger was kindled, and he went up to his father's house. 
So we're going to see yet another example from Samson's life from Judges chapter 15, verses 14 and 15, as it is written. And when he came to Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire, and his bands loosed from off his hands. And he found a new jawbone of a donkey, and put forth his hands, and took it, and slew a thousand men with it. So let's summarize this first part of the teaching of the Holy Spirit in the Torah and in the prophets, and thus the Hebrew Scriptures. Number one, the Holy Spirit has been present from the beginning of time and from the creation of the heavens and earth. Number two, in order for something to come to pass in God's kingdom, the Holy Spirit needs to move upon it. Number three, Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dreams by the Holy Spirit. Number four, the Holy Spirit gave an open vision to Balaam. Number five, the 70 elders of Israel along with Eldad and Medad prophesied in the camp of Israel by the Holy Spirit. Number six, Saul and the prophets of Israel prophesied by the Holy Spirit. Number seven, Moses laid hands upon Joshua by the Holy Spirit. Number eight, Samson got impressions and was given supernatural strength by the Holy Spirit. Number nine, Ezekiel and the other prophets were given dreams and visions and were able to see into the spirit world by the Holy Spirit. Number 10, kings of Israel were anointed by the Holy Spirit. Number 11, we can only bear fruit for the kingdom of God by the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And number 12, no one can confess that Yeshua is Yahweh except by the Holy Spirit. So next we're going to see that the Holy Spirit is manifested through seven attributes that are associated and linked with the Holy Spirit. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 4 it is written, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come, that is Yeshua, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. So from this we can see that the seven spirits are around the throne of God. Continuing with this thought, in Revelation chapter 3 verse 1, in Revelation chapter 4 verse 5 it is written, and unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, these things says he that has the seven spirits of God, that is Yeshua. And out of the throne proceeds lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And then in Revelation chapter 5 verse 6 it is written, And I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. So from this we can see that these seven spirits, which are actually manifested attributes of the Holy Spirit, they are around the throne of Yeshua in the heavenlies. These seven spirits are mentioned in Isaiah chapter 11 verses 1 and 2 as it is written. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots referring to Yeshua. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. 
So upon Yeshua are these seven characteristics and attributes through which the Holy Spirit is manifested. So let's look at each one of these spirits. But before we do, let's summarize once again the seven manifested spirits of the kingdom of the God of Israel. And they are, number one, the Spirit of the Lord. Number two, the Spirit of Wisdom. Number three, the Spirit of Understanding. Number four, the Spirit of Counsel. Number five, the Spirit of Might. Number six, the spirit of knowledge. Number seven, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So let's see how these seven manifested characteristics and attributes of the Holy Spirit get manifested in our lives. The first one we're going to look at is the Spirit of the Lord. And in Judges chapter 6 verse 34 it is written, But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet. Next in Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 5 it is written, And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said unto me, Speak, thus says the Lord. Thus have you said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. Next, we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. Yeshua made reference to this verse pertaining to him in Luke chapter 4 verse 18. That being the case, let's now read from Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 as it is written. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. So these are the ways in which the Spirit of the Lord manifests to anoint someone for service, and in doing so, sending them out to accomplish a task, so that they would declare the message of the Lord, and to set people free. So now let's look at another thing that's associated with the Spirit of the Lord. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 2, it is written, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Yeshua Messiah is come in the flesh is of God. Next, we're going to look at the spirit of the fear of the Lord. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12, it is written, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all of his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So the God of Israel requires that his people fear him. When we fear him, what do we do? We want to please him by keeping his Torah. In Deuteronomy chapter 17 verse 19 it is written, And it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this Torah and these statutes to do them. So the result of fearing the Lord is to obey his voice, to follow his Torah. In other words, we are led and guided into all truth. And how does this happen? Through the Holy Spirit. In 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 14, it is written, And you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice, and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord. Then shall both you and also the king that reigns over you continue following the Lord your God. So in this we can see that the God of Israel requires that those who believe in him to fear him. And to fear him means to obey his voice and keep his Torah. And that is walking in wisdom. In Job chapter 28 verse 28 it is written, And unto man he said, Behold, 
The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. In Psalm 111, verse 10, it is written, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endures forever. And now, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it is written, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it is written, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So next, we're going to look at the attribute of the spirit of wisdom and understanding. And once again, we're going to see that this is associated with keeping the Torah of the God of Israel. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, the Holy Spirit in the Torah, Prophets, and New Testament. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.